Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zier Jr., and with me tonight is Ryan Green. How's it going? It's going pretty good, Joe. How does it feel to be the number two qualifier on this podcast? It's rough. <laughs> you know what sucks? You Do you want to know what the biggest slap in the face is of the whole thing? Because you, were, you had faster lap times yes. in a uh, stock buggy? I had faster lap times in both stock buggy and mini truggy. Qual 2, I got the fastest mini truggy lap, too. Oh, man. Overall. You know what that just tells me? You've been chewing on that all my, day today? Yes. My, <laughs> my vehicles are excellent, and I just can't do anything with them. That's what that tells me. <laughs> we we talked about it a little bit already, and we it, was, it was a very challenging day to have a clean race. It was. And w- when I looked at it, I had, I can't remember which class was which, but in one class I had a standard deviation of 0.57, and in the other class it was like 0.71. Yeah, I don't so even know. As what nasty is. as traffic was and everybody was struggling with it, I got really lucky in both of my races. They were super clean. Was stock. I bit myself. I kept, what I kept doing was I kept undershooting that double on the outside the turning double yeah and i kept yeah you did that on the first lap didn't you i did it a lot or did you did you traction roll there on the first lap uh first lap i might have traction rolled at the end of the straightaway sure because you on the first lap you did me a solid because on on that layout if you start tq it's a huge disadvantage for momentum right going into the first turn because you start right at the the base of the uphill mm-hmm. and i was actually going to suggest at one point i was like hey we should like start putting a couple people up on top of that hill yeah any anyway um in both of my mains i really struggled to get away because i ran into that hill right away and i didn't want to flip over backwards yep and so yeah thanks to you for some clean driving yeah that's uh, not i was problem. able to make it through the first few turns but then instead of having what probably would have been an epic battle, you ran into troubles on the first lap, so I, I never saw you after that. Yeah, I just crashed. Well, I did see you because I I lapped you once, but then you I were know. going so fast, I was just about to let you back by so you could keep on you know, making up ground and maybe pass a few people, but then you got in another wreck right behind me. Right, right. So I put in um, Kyle Holmberg's setup like always, and this was my first time running Silver Ellipses. And they were very good. You run the rears backwards, so it gives okay. you more side bite, but you have less forward traction. And it worked out very well. Um, I just, stock buggy, I drove like crap. Mini truggy, I had a couple mistakes, but I busted a ball stud, and that was the end of that. You, Yeah, that was a bummer, huh? Your it, truck was really good. Yeah, yeah. It's... I don't know. It it just wasn't my day. That's all. I I think you still would have won both, but if I I would have been on point, it would have been a battle. Yeah, I noticed. You know, everybody else got faster as the day went on. I went down in my mains. I was really cautious. Um, and I did a lot. I did a lot of when I came in up to packs. I wouldn't enter into the pack. I'd just sit behind it for like a half a lap because yeah. inevitably, with you know, some of the people that we were racing with, they were all going to crash. Right, right. 
So I had to have some patience and just let that stuff develop in front of me. Otherwise, I would have been getting caught in it, up in it the same way everybody else was. Yep. Um, my last lap was stock buggy. I crashed. Corey Hins got by me for third. Oh, no. But then he crashed in front of me, and he landed upside down in that, um, we like to call it the white boy rhythm section. <laughs> And I used his car as a ramp and just took off. He's already upside down, so it's like I'm just going to smash into the bottom of his car and use it to propel my car over his. Okay. It worked. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I heard you guys, you were, you know, he'd be in third and then you'd be in the third. Were you, did you have like a heads-up battle going on with him or was it more like it he just, would crash and you'd get by yep. and you'd crash and he'd get by? Basically. Um, okay. Honestly, I should have been... A little faster. My stuff was there. I just didn't do it. One thing. Yeah, your though, car was super fast. I'm proud of Joey. So, a lot of people looked at me like I was an asshole Saturday morning. First off, Joey crashed his car and broke it. Not just broke it. He destroyed the front end. Yeah, the front end came off Conrad Basie style. Yeah, he broke, it's a B5M, so he broke the top brace and the bottom uh, chassis plate, the plastic part of it. So I'm wrenching, and I'm telling him, cause, dude, the 510 has a kid's room, basically. So I'm telling the kids, hey, I can't listen to you right now. Don't run in the pits. Go in there, that's where you play. And then I sat Joey down to talk to him. I didn't yell at him. I talked to him. And the first things out of his mouth were, it's not my fault. <laughs> I said, you're 100% wrong. It is your fault. I said, nobody made you hit that wall. You hit the wall square and you busted your car. I said, you need to understand how serious this is. It's not a broken A-arm. It's not a broken shock tower. It took me 45 minutes to fix this car with a Hitachi driver. Mm -hmm. And I looked around and people are looking at me like, why would you talk to your son like that? Well, you well, can't. You can't. Sometimes when you look around pits, and this, this isn't just the 510, this is all racetracks. People, aren't, people go to the racetrack and they don't parent their kid. Right. They and let I, him run wild. I give you know what Joey I mean? freedom to a point. I tell him no running around in the pits, no crawling under pit tables. I, and every time I catch him running around, I yell at him, like, Joey, stop it. You know? I mean, people just need... Kids should have their play area, which most tracks do have a play area for the kids. But kids should not run in the pits. Yep. And that's, that is down to the parents, too. It's not really the kid's fault. Because they ain't going to listen to you. If you try to tell somebody else's kid oh, right, right. what to do, they're going to... Yeah, I can only tell my kid what to do. Yeah. But the thing is, though, everybody's looking at me like I'm an asshole telling him it's his fault he broke his car. Well, it is his fault. You can't walk around having the shit clinging around in your kid's head that they're perfect. And, oh, it's not your fault. You absolutely destroyed your car. I mean, 
dude, he destroyed his car. And he goes, whoops, and walks off the driver's stand. Oh, I was so <laughs> pissed. Because I saw the way that front end was hanging when you were pulling. You, you pulled it off the track. I did, yeah. I grabbed it at first, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I saw the way that front end was hanging, and I knew. <laughs> it was he... dangling around like a sock puppet. But, so then he put it, pulled his shit together. In the main, normally he does half the laps as Chelsea. He was only three laps down from Chelsea and only a lap and a half down from getting a podium. Very so good. I'm super pr- This is the first time he's ever made strides on clay. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of him for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, but sometimes, you know, your kid, you can't let your kid think they're perfect. You hmm. You need to have them claim... You need to make them claim responsibility for what they've done. Right. I mean, I get it. You know, when an, when he breaks an A-arm or a shock tower, which shock towers break easily on the B-5s, it's like, yeah, okay, buddy, it happens. Just try to be a little more careful next time. But when he did what he did, <laughs> God, I'm still... I still have, I'm still having flashbacks of that giant pile of screws that was in front of me that I, oh. (laughs) So, yeah, you were thrashing, no doubt about it. Yeah, but it was a good time. Um, For Stock Buggy, you won it. Caden Hens came in second, Asamon Caden, and I took third. Yeah, he kept me super honest, too, actually. I never got all that far away from him. I was, uh, my goal once you started having problems was um in the in qualifying i was able to go laps and sometimes multiple laps up on people we didn't we didn't have the same mm. the same quality of of an a main that we would generally have at a trophy race that that was a little bit of an in, in mini truggy you kind of expect it but i was hope yep. i mean he had 51 entries yesterday that's okay yeah, but it is. It's, I was hope- it's really good. It's the, it's just that they were every class was healthy. Yep. So there was no class with like three people. It was there was eight in every class. It's just if there's not in that case, if there's not sixteen people, you don't get the people that probably shouldn't be in an A main yet. Right. You don't get them separated into their B main, and that's not their fault. No. It's just the the talent was really spread out around the state. Mm-hmm. this weekend yeah. there's nothing we can do about that but if it was a uh, say three years ago yep uh, a trophy main, a trophy race at the 510 i would have been fighting to get into the a main oh, because sure. we'd have we'd have seth and kyle and sean and clayton cartaluca and connor aylers and i'm missing people joe scaramel ben savacool you know there was so well, many people even last that, year Last year, yep. I remember battling with James Dolan and somebody else to make that a main. Yep, and it's 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 tough when all those guys show up. It really is. So, but yeah, I was able to. Uh, I won every race that I was in yesterday. So I I won all my qualifiers and both mains, and it yeah, was, you uh, did well. It was a pretty good day. Yeah. Uh yeah. You won mini truggy. Senior took second. Did yeah. He? Yep. Yeah. He was. Yep. He was to my right on the podium. So and yeah, he got second. Jordan and Kurt. Jordan Cortan 
got on the box, and he actually had the fastest lap of that main event, I think. What do you get? Uh, for a lap time? Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, heck, I don't know. I can pull it up real quick. Jordan is driving. 15.6. Yeah, so he almost beat my quick lap. Because yep. in round two, I got a 15.5. Yep. So he's already, you know, at a young age, he's already showing speed. Yep. So if he sticks with it, he's he's going to have a fun little RC career. Oh, for sure, for sure. With yeah. with time and age will come consistency and, uh, you know, keeping control of your emotions. And th- Well, not everybody. We got some grown-ass men that can't keep control of their emotions. But you would expect that yeah. things like that that lead to consistency will get better over time for him. And he's going to be a hell of a driver because he's already pretty damn good. Oh, yeah, he's made huge strides from last year to this year already. Yeah, so that was the Truggy main that we uh, we were both in. So your yeah. dad got second, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, stock buggy main event was myself, Caden Hins, and then you took yeah. the third spot. I don't know if we mentioned that. You got third yeah. place in that one. Yeah. Ripped <laughs> off the fastest lap. You had a... You had a six-tenths faster lap than me, but if you look up, like it's I said, my standard between. deviation was .63, and my consistency was 96.31. I don't even want to know what mine was. I 86.52. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, that fast lap only proves to me that my vehicles can get the job done, no problem, but I can't. Sure. But you knew because you <laughs> you asked everybody in the place earlier in the day. You're like, hey, should I do I go for consistency or do I go for fast lap? Well, you did get the fast lap, but where did it get you? So I went out and practiced before the main because I made a spring change. I went to um, a white spring V1. And I was running a green spring V1, so I went from a 2-pound spring to a 2.1-pound spring. Sounds like a small change, but it's really not a small change. And I did have to drive it different, but after half a pack, I thought I had the feel for it, and I guess I just didn't. Well, actually, I did. I did have the feel for it. I was casing that outside turning double. Because if you landed it next to the tube, oh, it was so fast. <laughs> but I, I'm like, okay, I ain't get it this lap. I'll try again next lap. And then I'd overshoot it. And then, oh, it was yeah. bad. It was bad. Did you ever catch, um, I did it a couple different ways. The I was able to, to triple-double a couple times in practice, which it wasn't very consistent because you were, I was smashing into that fourth, the fourth jump and just kind of using momentum to get over the last one. But then I started, I slowed up a little bit and I was able to double triple. Yep. And it was super fast, but I didn't have nearly enough time. And I, I, what I didn't do is I didn't drive during the intermissions or anything like that. Okay. So I didn't get that line dialed, but oh man, was it fast. And I was glad nobody else was doing it because if you remember back to last year, like the first layout where if you hammered it in the middle there, you could quad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like me and, uh, oh crap, I'm having a, 
I'm having a brain fart here. Andrew Conan, that's his name. Like Andrew Conan was doing it, and you had to do it because it was so much faster than double doubling it. Okay. But nobody else was doing it yesterday, so I was like, well, that was fun for practice. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to be crashing every three or four laps. So I, I, I won't have minded. <laughs> I was able to keep it tucked away. I'd, sometimes I get a little cocky. Yeah. You know, if if not, if everybody's not having a great race, and I'm like a lap or two up, then I'll start trying stuff like that. But honestly, after, you know, after seeing you break a ball stud and for me, it's not like I never crash in mini shruggy. Like I get some pretty good crashes in and I haven't had a failure in a really long time. So it's coming. Yeah. You know, cause you, you know, those arms, they can only take so many hits and then you never remember those when you just tap the wall and all of a sudden your car breaks. You're like, huh, what a piece of shit. You know what? But you never remember the 20 times before that that you absolutely barrel-rolled the thing end over end. Uh huh. That back wall on the 510, I don't think it's straight. Okay. Because it happened to me a couple times, so I'd come off that corner, and I'd punch it a little earlier than most people. That would send me wide, but it was okay. But... Right before the hill, all of a sudden I just smack the wall. <laughs> okay. But my truck didn't, like, I'm like, okay, maybe I drifted out. So I did it again. No, my truck didn't drift out. So I gave myself a couple inches and made sure my truck absolutely did not drift out. And even with a couple more inches, it was bang, right on the wall. It's like, Really? So, yeah, give yourself a little room on that back straight because I don't think that back wall is straight. You know what I mean? Even if it's not, or I mean, even if it is, there's always in the past seemed to be an obstacle. Like a, a lot of times there's a jump. And, yeah, you don't. a lot of times you don't get yourself lined up perfectly straight before you punch it. And I don't know about you, but, I mean, I've got turbo and boost. I think thrown into my some... mini chuggy, so when I grab a handful, I better have it right. Right, I think I'm. I think before I motor up, see, before I was talking about motoring all the way down to a ten five. But then, I took a couple of setup changes from Kyle Holmberg that he gave me, and then I put on new tires because my tires from last year were so oversauced. They just weren't good. So I did those couple changes, new tires, and my truck's good. Now I feel like I need more power to it. So I might try a little bit of timing and maybe a little bit of turbo before I motor up. Because I was sure. I was only coming off at 105 degrees. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, that's about what I come off at, too. Yeah. So. Um. It's that Rudog fan with that uh, Stealth Designs uh, mount because well, there you go. it's right on the motor. But that Rudog fan, I have a SRP mounts in my B6s, and they don't get above 110 degrees because of the Rudog fan. That thing kicks. Sure. I mean, spend the 15.99 on aiming hobbies for sure yeah when i built my mini truggy um i had just gotten rid of a barely used 
5.5 turn motor. Yeah. And I, I bought that 5.5 my very first year as a racer. I was getting kits from that's, Horizon really, really cheap yep, on a backdoor bold. deal yep. through work. And I put it in a, a low C22.4. Oh, wow. And clearly I didn't have the skills to keep up. It was super fun. Oh, yeah. But I was crashing the shit out of the thing, breaking it all the time. And then it it pretty much got packed away and never really used. Well, I hadn't needed one for so long that I got rid of that 5.5. And I mean, I think it was a week later, the Techno dropped the announcement that they were going to have that ET410. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Because I knew right away that I wanted a 5.5 in that. Yep. Do you think they're going to come out with the ET410.2? Uh, I don't really know why they would at this point. Um, it already had the, the front chassis upgrade. Okay. So, um, so that's one of the changes that the buggy has now where it's keyed, the front end is keyed into the chassis and that helps with the stability quite a bit or, you know, as far as, um, uh, breaking parts up front, like, uh, the bulkhead. Yep. and stuff like that I got um and in the rear end i mean i don't need a an upgraded wing mount because i use the aluminum one anyway from exotech yeah. because you i mean let's face it all of us beat the hell out of our rear wings we in do. mini truggy yep for sure it's one thing you got to make sure you have extras of our rear wings for sure yes Hey, uh, let's give a little love to some of the other classes at the 510 yesterday. Okay. Mod four-wheel drive buggy ran. Yep. It was Alec Hins taking the win there. Nice. Austin Jacobson came in second. Jordan Cortan finished third. Awesome. And Jordan and Alec were really close on fast laps, but they we were. we never really saw them battle much all day long. It was more the the teeter tottering, crashing and giving it back type thing. It seems like did it seem like that layout was a little easier to crash on? Oh, uh, you know what? What I was thinking was so the rhythm section. I don't feel like it was that hard, but. Mm-hmm. People were getting caught up racing each other there. Yeah. Instead of just doing whatever you have to do to get through that rhythm section safely. So what I would do, there were a lot of times where I had to roll every single jump because I saw somebody crash in front of me. Oh, I've had it. And I didn't I didn't want to get tangled up in that. Yep, yep. I know. So instead of just sending it, like and a lot of people do that. They don't uh they don't have the race craft. Mm-hmm. You know, they get caught up in the heat of the moment. We all want to circulate the track as fast as we can. But, I mean, sometimes you have to employ some strategy. Yeah. Hold on one second. I'm going to pause this. I got to yell at the kids. They're yelling. Sorry about that. The kids were yelling down through the vents so it would come through on my recording. <laughs> no worries. So, sportsman class. Chelsea Reigns, she qualifies First place converts the TQ into a win. Yep. She had a battle going for second for a while, I think. Tony G got second, and yeah. Jason Schwinard Schoenard. ends up Schoenard. Yep. Ends up third. I've been stumbling over that one no, ever since right. he started coming around to the racetrack here in the last couple of years for yeah. for the 510 anyway. So uh, we talked about stock buggy. Yep. 
510 Raceway has the spec buggy class. Yep. So it's essentially the the same chassis that we run in stock buggy, but it's a control tire and a control motor. Fixed and Jeff Killian mm-hmm. takes the win in that one. Carter Gosh finished second in that. He TQ'd. So he's starting to arrive as a young driver as well. And it's really it's fun for me to watch him because he's part of that Brainerd connection that I have. Right, right. So like Trevor Johnson, Chris Gosh, Corey Hins. Those guys are all from the Brainerd area. So it's really fun watching him do well. Randy Johnson finished up in third place there. Nice. And on to the 13.5 Wheeler class. Alec Hins was doing double duty with his car, so he finished first in that one as well. Jordan yeah. Cortan finished second, and Brian Papineau finished third. Right, right. I drove um, – Alec let me drive his Wheeler at the end of the day. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't my driving style. It looked, it looked like his pushed quite a bit. You had to keep it rolling. You couldn't, like, like I like, before a corner, like before a 180, I like to jack the brake, get the front end to eat, and then hit the gas. His was, you had to keep some kind of speed through the corner, or it wouldn't go through. That's just his driving style, though. It's just a major contrast of the way he drives and the way I drive. Sure. So yeah, it looked it looked tight in the front end and it looked loose in the rear end. Yeah. So he was he was really having a wheel to keep that thing in control. And then he's, I was noticing one issue on on off power, entering the turn he was really losing the rear end. So like you were saying, he had to keep at least a little bit of power on it going around the corner. Yeah, yeah. And that can be tough to do. That's his driving style, though. Sure. That's kind of a nitro thing. It is. It is. For sure. Um, On to mod two-wheel drive stadium truck. We're still talking about Caden because he won that one as well. Yep. They. Or, or sorry, we were talking about Alec winning those yep. 13, 13 five wheeler and mod wheeler, but Caden takes the win and – Two-wheel drive truck, Chris Martin second, and Corey Hins third. That's cool. There's a stadium truck class. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's cool that that's running there. And then the toy box has a small contingent of short course guys. So two classes that pretty much died in the last two years. Um, If you like those classes, they are running at these respective tracks. Mm -hmm. Pro 4. Brian Papineau took the win there. Jeff Killian got second, and Randy Johnson third. Yeah, I helped Randy Johnson fix the steering of his truck, and he went out there, and it looked good, but I don't think he was used to his truck steering equally left and right. (laughs) So it took him a few laps to get it, but then he got it and was starting to drive very well. Sure. Yeah. Hey, it's... uh... It's 8 o'clock, so I'm going to call our guest. We have a guest yes, tonight. We it's have a, a, it's guest. a first time thing for us. Yeah. We're going to call him up and see how it goes. Yep. Go for it. Is it ringing? I think so. I don't hear it. I might have to call him. It says I'm calling him, so. But it's not. Yeah, it's not making. Hello. Oh, I hear him. All right, Connor Ehlers, welcome to Ran Out of Talent. 
Oh, you guys caught me off guard here. See, I did because it's it's two minutes after when I said I was going to call you. <laughs> yeah. Are you on that tight of a schedule on Sunday nights, Connor? No, I got Kyle Holmberg uh, texting me, bugging me, wanting to play some video games with me. So I just wasn't sure when you guys were calling me. <laughs> sure. Well, we won't keep you too long from those important activities. <laughs> yeah, it's it's extremely important. Connor, well, you got to uh... keep those fast twitch reflexes up. Yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Yep. Connor, I, that's... Did you get I'm a sure PS... that's how you justify it to your wife. Yeah. Did you get a PS4 to play Wreckfest? Uh, I have one, um, and Al Smith bugs me to play all the time, but I pretty much just play Xbox with Seth and Kyle, and yeah. it's just kind of my go-to, and Clayton. Right. So for those of us that don't know this voice that's on with us, this is Connor Ehlers. He's a local Minnesota RC aficionado. He's relatively new to the hobby. You might have heard him. On the No Name RC podcast, he was featured as uh, one of the techno, what do they call that? Grassroots like, racer. Grassroots racer. Um, so yeah, Connor is a former motocross racer, still does a little bit of that stuff. His wife is a motocross racer. He's made the transition over to RC in the last couple of years, thanks to his cousin, Tony Ehlers, who sold him Probably the worst two-wheel drive buggy ever. <laughs> and that's how you got your start, right, Connor? Correct. That is exactly how I got into RC. Got hurt too much on the dirt bike. And, uh, yeah, Tony Tony just kept bugging me about it at family gatherings and stuff. And I finally said, all right, screw it. Let's go try it out. And actually, the first time I tried it was in the middle of summer with an e-buggy. So that was really bad. I did not like that. So six months later, he brought me to that the toy box, and I tried you know, a proper B6, and then he sold me that B5M. Was your first time with the A-Scale, was that with his uh, his .2 e-buggy? Correct. Okay. Yep. And was that at your, your buddy's or no, his that buddy's was, place? No, that was at uh, my cousin Bill's track in Stillwater, which okay. still exists. It's just not, well, kept together. So yeah, Sure. <laughs> so, Connor, um, we're used to racing with you quite a bit, both at the, the eighth-scale races here in Minnesota and the 10th scale stuff, but yep. we're not going to see much of you this winter. You are going to California. You're going to mechanic for a supercross racer. His name is Jerry Robin. And why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Jerry is a local guy here as well. He's from Hamill, Minnesota. He's uh, had kind of a slow start into racing uh didn't have a, a you know a lot of money growing up but uh he's developed himself into a pretty solid privateer he's he's had some great results he's been up front several times i mean if you look at pictures from unadilla 2019 he he was up front in the top five for the first 15 minutes i mean he's he's a really good rider and uh, somebody that i've been friends with since he was a little kid I'm, I'm a few years older than him and uh we just developed a good relationship over the years and this year, he got signed to an actual Honda team that's uh, actually starting this year, MLR Honda, and uh, they uh, they decided to get him an actual mechanic, so they decided to call me up and see if I was interested in going to live in California for a little while, and the original plan was to run East Coast, and it's now, or sorry, the original plan was West Coast, so I was only going to live in California for two months, but now we're going to do 450 West, and... 250s on the east so i should be attending 15 supercross rounds this uh this upcoming winter so i will not be around much 
Man, that is going to be busy. Now, going back in the time machine a bit, did you know Jerry Robin when he was racing an 85, 1985 CR250? <laughs> That's who that is? Yeah, that is who that is. Yep. He, he disappeared. I, uh, I did know him then. Uh, I've known Jerry since he was on 50s, actually. Uh, I've been a part of his life for a long time. Tried to help him out several times. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've known him for, for pr- pretty much both our whole lives. Did he expect the notoriety that came with that. Cause that, that launched him. Yes. Uh, because we he, were he, like two years later when he finally arrived as a professional, a lot of people remembered that he was the 85 CR two fifty guy going on Mathis's podcast and stuff like that. Oh, it, it still hasn't stopped. He, he hates <laughs> it actually. He's like, dude, I want people to remember me for Jerry Robin, top privateer, not, you know, Jerry Robin, 1985 guy, but, He's still constantly getting asked about it. He did not expect that. Um, honestly, that whole thing was purely out of necessity. I mean, they were just out of money, and Dad refused help from anybody. Yep. So they just they did that, and the kid had the kid just oozes natural ability. I mean, he's so he's just so good on a dirt bike. I mean, so, even this summer, uh, his practice bike was down for a while, and uh, we had some electrical issues with it. So he just raced my or he rode my bike for practice, which. Is sprung for a guy my size, which if anybody around has seen me, I'm a big dude and he is not. And yeah, he was putting down lap times. Him and Christian Craig trained together all the time, and he was he was still faster than Christian some days with that bike. And it was like, dude, I don't I don't even know how you do it. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I, I so have enough a couple questions enough about, about Jerry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Joe. I, I got go, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got a couple qu- more questions about it. Was the 85 really as clapped out as people said, and did they really bring it to the track in the back of a rusty-ass station wagon? Um, so the regional, yes, it was that bad. Um, come, come Loretta's, uh, all, the, all the popularity, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. everybody feeding into this. Uh, a lot of people helped them out with rebuilding that thing. Okay. Um, so by the by the time it got to Loretta's, it was a really really nice bike. Okay. Of course, of course, he had issues with it, and he wasn't actually able to race it at Loretta's. He ended up racing, I believe it was an 07 CR250, and he did win the title that year in that class, which was the two-stroke class, which was fairly new at the time. I don't know if you followed then, Ryan, but yeah. So he he still did win that title, and yes, he did not show up in a nice van. <laughs> it was it was a wagon. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. So that's really cool. I I pull for Jerry when I see him racing. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he has a little bit better luck this year with you know your I, tutelage. Yeah. I'm not in the local motocross scene or any kind of motocross scene, <laughs> but the way that was going around the pits at every RC race, you know, it it went on the it, whole entire summer. When he did, did it. it, really? Yeah. Wow. The whole entire that's, summer, from non-motocross really cool, guys. Yeah, that was like legend. I. It's funny because you know I, I'm new to RC. I, I'm uh, just under two years right now, so I mean I I didn't know the whole group, but I noticed there's an awful lot of you that follow motocross, or at least are aware of it. Yeah. I should say. Like I follow Supercross because it's a nice. Sure. Short, well, it's short for me watching at home. And it's middle of winter, so it's easy to follow. I right. mean, there's not a whole lot of other stuff going on. Exactly. You know, the only, I, I still say the two hardest sports in the world physically 
are MMA and super motocross slash supercross. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Motocross, supercross. I mean, then I, I put, I put snowcross up there and, and soccer. That would be, that's, that's the highest levels you could get. And it's, it's too much work for me. I can promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so why are you going to 15 rounds of supercross Connor? Those of you that know you well, we, we know that, uh, you're a very successful crane operator and owner. Um, you do pretty well for yourself. Why are you going to 15 supercrosses? Um, I think anybody that knows me knows that uh, the people I surround myself with, the people I make friends with, I, I like to try to push to do more. I like to try to make people get the best out of themselves. And um, I don't know. I just kind of I, I care about uh, I care about Jerry and I want him to succeed. And when he brought it up with me, it seemed like a cool opportunity for me to go and have some fun and try to help him get the best out of himself. I mean. That's uh, that's kind of the goal, right? Just to see everybody succeed. Is right. Seth Van Dalen jealous? <laughs> Seth's dealing with it in his own way. I think <laughs> I think he'll be all right. <laughs> but because uh, you you're, you're kind of the same kind of inspiration for Seth on the RC side. Yeah, I try to I try to help Seth with my experience from dirt bikes. I mean, I you know I've worked with and talked to a lot of different people in that industry, and it's they're honestly both industries aren't that different. They're not real huge. There's not, you know, a ton of money necessarily involved in it on all aspects, and they're they're very similar. Um, so yeah, I've tried to help him with it and tried to tell him to go further and push him further. And honestly, this this year it looks like he's he's working his way towards that. He's found some he's found some more focus and motivation to race, you know, race again full time, and it's it's really cool what he's doing. And uh, actually, me me being out in California will be helping him. I'll be trying to help him with a place to stay and some travel for uh, DNC coming up here in February. So he is doing the DNC. That is awesome. He will be there. Cool. Very cool. A couple of years ago, Seth's, Seth was kind of losing focus. He, he wasn't having as much fun anymore. He wasn't putting in the practice time, and then something clicked. And he's been going at it ever since, and we love to see it. Hey, Joe, I don't know if you know this, but – well, I know you don't know this, but Connor is going to be right in between – SDRC and OCRC, so two of the most popular 10th scale clay tracks in the world. So I talked to Jared Wiggins about both of those. Jared Wiggins said, OCRC, yeah, you know, it's kind of the cool place to hang out or whatever. But he said, by far, SDRC is a superior track. Really? Well, there's your, there's your yes. answer, Connor. Awesome. That's actually great. Cause I, I'm, I'm going to be about an hour and 10 minutes, uh, from SDRC or no OCRC. And then I'll be about 50 minutes, you know, from, uh, SDRC. So that works out great for me. I mean, uh, a little bit closer. Yeah. I don't, I don't have experience racing at SDRC. I've been to the facility, but I've raced at OCRC several times and I would say, don't sleep on it. At least give it a shot because I'll for sure go to both. They got this automatic watering system that is so boss. It is so awesome. Like, I, I don't know what the frequency is, but it seems like about every hour for just a couple minutes, it'll mist. Yep. So just like the absolute perfect combination of mist that you would need down on the track. So everybody just stops driving for a few minutes and then you go back to it and the track is perfect all day long. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it before and I'm I'm super excited to see it. I'm for sure gonna make my way over there at some point. Um Yeah. So you're gonna I, get to race RC essentially all winter in the Mecca of RC racing. 
Yeah, I've actually had a huge debate about whether I want to bring my nitro cars out there or 10 scales. And after talking to everybody, it kind of seems just bring a 10 scale and just bring a 10 scale two wheel and call it a day. Yep. Don't don't overwhelm yourself and just, you know, go try to keep it simple. So, so is your wife coming with you or are you going to piss her off by leaving her at home? <laughs> I am unfortunately going to piss her off by leaving her at home. She will hopefully be flying out to quite a few races. That's that's the hope anyways. Um it should work out where she gets to come to quite a few and I'll get to I'll get to fly home a lot, especially when we go east coast. Yep. So, I'll be living in California up until about the end of February and that's when the series kind of just starts going sporadic. We'll go to Florida, uh, you know, Atlanta and then Texas and New York and just kind of everywhere. So I'll be getting to fly from Minnesota a lot. So I might be here during the week, but that still doesn't bode well for me being able to race locally at that time. You know what I mean? It'll be tough. So, yeah, for sure. Um, what else do I have for you? Um, Oh, so are you hiring a guy to take over your, uh, crane operation <laughs> uh that's been a commonly asked question amongst uh friends and customers actually and um honestly minnesota winters are brutal on equipment and there's not a lot of money to be made in the winter anyhow so i just decided i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say no i'm, I'm just turning people down and okay um maybe flying during the week at east coast i'll start taking calls again but as anybody that works in heavy equipment knows, cold weather is really hard on it. And by the time March and April come around, road restrictions prevent you from getting into so many places anyways that, uh, you know, but by the time those are off, I'll be ready to work again and go back into it full time. So okay, okay. May, may, maybe if this goes good enough, I don't have to run a crane anymore. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's... I'll, I'll just slide right in there. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. It's all yours, man. <laughs> yeah. So... I have I haven't seen you in a while. We raced together at the toy box here probably it's probably getting on a month and a half ago or yeah, so. That was a while ago for sure. I haven't seen you since then and you TQ'd. You were really fast that day and I absolutely bulldozed you at the start of the race. I ruined both of our races cuz I was super fast on the light and you were super slow and instead of checking up like I should have I just plowed right into you. You mean checking up like I did did to you yesterday? Exactly. <laughs> you did exactly what everyone hopes the guy behind them will do on the first lap, and I did not. Uh. I just, I absolutely creamed him. It was so embarrassing, too, because not only that, he had a couple bad luck incidents right after that, and it completely ruined his race, and I felt terrible because he's one of my favorite rc people what a <laughs> long story short what i'm getting at is connor i haven't seen you since then are we good I, oh yeah we're good i raced i actually showed up and raced i think two weeks after that and had a pretty similar start to it i i'm i'm becoming that guy that cannot seem to start an rc race without being on my lid a time or two so it's tough that it's is so i, I feel that's the hardest part of the race it is. I would I would almost prefer it if we all just did the moto start because at least then everybody's luck would be as bad as mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, yes, we're good, Ryan. I, I'm totally, totally cool with that. That is part of racing. That day, I was definitely over it. I do. There's one thing about RC that gets me, and that is the long days of racing. I mean, by the time you get to the, the mains, I mean, you've, you've just put in a full day. And I think at that time, we were running three quals in a main, and I think I was just ready to go home. So as soon as that happened, I was like, well, guess we'll see you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think the toy box got the sense of that. They wanted to try it to see if it would work to get people on the track more times in one day. I think they've realized that it, it does make the, 
it makes the program a lot less efficient. And I think they've gone back to two quals now. Yeah. The next time I was there was two quals. Yeah. Sure. Perfect. If I race next week, it'll be at the toy box and hopefully it'll be two quals. Are you planning to get any racing in before you head off to California, Connor? I'm really, really, really hoping to go this Wednesday. Uh, it just depends on work and weather uh, at this point. I'm, I'm trying to take all the work I can right up until I leave. Obviously, it's, it's nice to try to pad my uh, account as much as I can. But um, I'd really love to go this Wednesday. Next weekend, I'm not able to. And then following Wednesday, I believe, is Christmas. So I'm, I'm really uh, going to put a good effort into going this Wednesday. So When are you heading out? I'll probably um, – we. I was going to fly, but now – I'm driving, so I'll probably end up leaving Christmas Day, honestly. Oh, okay. They, they would prefer me there earlier because I do need to build Jerry a 450 race bike for A1, which, I mean, he has the bike. It's it's built, but it needs to be rebuilt and then tested and then rebuilt again for the race. So okay. we're going to have to do that in a pretty short time time period. Okay. All right. Well, Connor, thank you for sharing your time with us. I think I think this was a good thing. I think we need to start having people on the program and – yeah, we appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, next All right. ne- next time you come on, uh you have to fire off like five ridiculous questions. Ridiculous questions? Yeah. Well, oh, he I... does I didn't tell you. We do have a segment later we're returning Connor's questions. We are. Yep. So this There's... this is going to be a whole lot of Connor on this episode. Oh yeah, there should be a couple ridiculous ones in there i think i'm not there sure you might have to is. ignore you might have to ignore one or two I, I obviously asked the questions prior to knowing i was coming on tonight so there might be one <laughs> or two about racing in california you might might as well just ignore but uh yeah i'm back i'm back in the questions awesome <laughs> we appreciate your time connor yeah it's awesome, awesome having you on thanks guys yeah talk See to you later. bye there he goes all right he's so, all right what do you think our first guest I like it. Well, we had Danny on before too, but I, yeah, I, but that was a, he was a co-host. Yeah, right. I mean, we right, were right. we were all doing the show together, which we should we should try to get him back again soon. He's great. Oh, for sure. He wants to get back into racing so bad, but it's like, how's he gonna do that with snowcross? It's that, and then the baby. Yeah. And then yeah, he, I mean, that dude's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. It's not a money deal. It's nope. no time. Yep. And he doesn't have much of it. That dude is busy. So, yeah. Should we get into my notes then? Yeah, let's get her. All right. Ryan Cavalieri is now full-time S-Works for 10th scale and A scale. Now, I heard something awful. I heard he was alleged. This is allegedly, but the rumor is he was fired from Yokomo at a McDonald's. <laughs> oh man! Well, that is like the unofficial restaurant of RC. So it is, but man, like if there was an RC prom, everybody would go to McDonald's. Yeah, I, I was really hoping he would go to Losey or somebody with an established car. I don't think Ryan Cavalieri will be able to do what Ryan Lutz did with Agama. But you never know. Well, he he's not he's not a social media darling like Ryan Lutz is. Dude, Ryan Lutz has oh, his two videos. He's got 3 million overall views. Right. That's insane. And he's he's spent he's spent over a decade 
building that following too and and maintaining it and Cav has never had to do that he's never had to fight for his career before right he always just got it done on track and that's what you got from him yeah yeah um the christmas classic happened last week it was a pretty low turnout it was a little disappointing super disappointing i'm i'm bummed that more of the area drivers didn't make it to that 69 entries i didn't make i almost came in on main day but my wife and i had a fat day because it was a day after my fight sure hey hey, listeners out there even if you're not friends with me on facebook it's probably the only public thing on my page go watch my fight It, it was pretty fun but anyways um yeah, my wife and I had a fat day to where we went to like Moon Donuts and Best Burger Ever in Wade Park and we had pizza for dinner, all that kind of crap. So, I just hung out at home. Yeah, and I I had just recently sold off my 12th scale stuff, not because I didn't have fun. I had a lot of fun driving those cars, but it was causing me a little bit of anxiety having... I feel like the budget I should be allotting to RC yeah. was exceeded by having four cars. Oh, for sure. Um, and the time, the time budget, too, because that's a huge part of it. I think I think some of the issue was, there. it looked like, I didn't look at the results too carefully, but I kind of thumbed through it. It looked like there were, was a ton of classes and I'm going to say it again. The old heads in 12 scale with those uh, foam tires. So last episode I brought up that Scott Jakes, we're going to be bringing him up again in a little bit, but for now we're talking about his rubber tire. Scott Jakes built a proper 12 scale rubber tire. It's just a rubber skin on a rim. And you should have seen the assholes on his post. Dude, it's these old heads. Well, look at what was raced before the one over Thanksgiving in Cleveland. There were 400 entries and 12 scale was the biggest class. Well, look what it did the week before and the week after at your local club races. You can't look at those big races because those guys aren't supporting their local clubs. True. You have to see what's happening weekly. All these big races, throw them away. They're useless. Even, well, kind of the Christmas classic too, because that's a race where you have to be, you don't have to be there on a Thursday, but if a place offers Thursday practice, do it right. And go on a Thursday, is right. my opinion. It's, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a bummer to see that because there's a lot of effort that goes into events like that. You and paid for Dave I just, Duncan to come I, up. I just, I want, I want things to be super healthy at that place because I love what they have going on there. I feel like from the outside looking in, because I'm not an overwhelmingly experienced race director like you have never promoted a series. I, it, it looks to me like they're doing most things right. 
I was a little disappointed. I gave Brian Post the email to give the Christmas classic on live on you know the Christmas classic information to the live RC guys, and they probably would have posted it. He just gave me a thumbs up, and he never sent an email to him. It's sure. like that's free advertising on the biggest platform in the country. Why yep. didn't you do it? Anyways, but that's just one thing. They did well. They got Dave Duncan there. They paid a shit ton of money. It's got to be expensive to fly him from uh, Florida. Yeah, sure. I'm sure they're yeah, staying it's, it's at tough post to house, see. but yeah. I, I don't want to... I'm, I'm definitely done with that place. Like, me selling my 12th scales is not me never going to dollar hobbies again. Right. Um, I, I just think, for whatever reason, I I really did have a lot of fun driving those 12th scale cars. Yep. But me being excited about 12th scale cars, you know, that's not going to turn into a bunch of other people getting into it. Yeah. And I think if I want to have fun at Dollar, I just need to to go with the flow and get a sedan. Get a sedan or set your stock buggy up or get a separate buggy like I did for their carpet. Like, I'm going going there for their next trophy race December 28th. And uh, Shelby Tompkins hooked me up fat with a slipper for my mini truggy. Okay. So I might actually run mini truggy there again too because like i said last time it was a little it wasn't right but i could get it more right if i work on it so sure but yeah yeah I'd, I'd, i still i just i don't know i don't i don't have an overwhelming desire to run off-road carpet but what i do want is i'm a huge fan of road course racing so yes. i like I like Formula One, I like IMSA, and I do, what I love about on-road is the scale factor. Yes. Because it actually feels like you're out there racing real race cars. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I, th- I think at some point I will come into a sedan again. I don't think I'm going to be too serious about it. I'll probably, you know, get something that's two or three years old. I won't be yeah. trying to be an A-main driver because I'm, I'm not that anyway in on-road and uh yeah i think i'll just get a a somewhat solid car slap it down and and have fun yep oh for sure um what about euro truck uh (laughs) i i don't know i i don't i don't think i need to do that it's it's a good class i think to expose people to racing at that facility and then they can see what all the other tracks what all the other cars are and what people are having fun driving. Yeah. I think it's good for that. I already know what's going on there. It's a, it's a you know what I mean? Like they don't, the... they don't have to yeah. lure me in with Euro truck racing. They need to get new people into the hobby, which it looks like they're doing because every time I go there, I see another face that, that I don't recognize. Yeah. So they're sure. getting, they're getting slowly, but surely they're getting new people in the door. Yeah. I like what the, but you know, also on road itself is down all over the state. I lost the new year's rumble announcing gig because they're like, dude, we, we can't pay you. Their numbers have been super low in Duluth. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what to do about it. You know, Numbers have been low everywhere for 
I don't know. It's something's going. A wave's happening. You know, on road will come back. It better. What will I think be it's, left I think when it's it comes cool. back? One of our biggest years was in 2008. It was Torque's first year at the Armory. And we hadn't had on-road in... Well, we haven't... We. There was an RC barn that closed in 2007, but that track was so small... We were doing six-second laps with the touring car. Really? So, yeah, that really didn't count. But it was a long time from when Torque first started to the previous track to where we had a nice, big on-road track. And there was a ton of people at every race, and it was a great time. And, man, it just has been dwindling ever since then slowly but surely but what's going to happen is some places are going to disappear some places are going to change format and then one track will be left and they'll crush it is what i think will happen i mean it's it's so hard when you have mmr racing every other sunday and dollar racing every other sunday and Duluth racing every Thursday and then a Saturday once a month. That's a lot of on-road racing. And Duluth, they can't draw a sedan crowd to save their lives. They really can't. Yeah. I Hey, speaking of um, MMR, they had some wild stuff happen. Yeah, you want to talk about lipo fires? Yep, because I've had one. <laughs> you, not- people, people can say, oh... Oh, what an idiot whenever they hear about a lipo fire, but it can happen, man, and it can happen fast. So this one was a guy we were just talking about named Scott Jakes. He lost a car because of it. He used a new iCharger X6. That's a little one. He said he was running off-road with it earlier in the week, so I'm wondering if it tried to bring it up to 2S voltage. You know, you try to charge a battery all the way up to 8 volts, and you hit start, and it just goes and goes and goes. Did you? I, you've watched the video of it. Yep. It destroyed the car. But do you think it was better because it was in the car? Because it seemed like it was more controllable. Well, it uh, it allowed somebody to be able to get the battery out of that area. Yes. But if it was out of the car, I like this weekend. I was charging my batteries in the car, but when I charge them out of the car, yeah, I use a I do use a lipo sack. Yes. Yeah, so do I. Hey, we're gonna do the plug right now. Go to, uh, sorry, go to Donathan Racing. I believe the website's actually just Donathan RC. Nailed that sponsor, Reed. I know. DonathanRC.com. And get yourself a heated lipo safe. Enter the code in the coupon box at checkout. Enter in J O E Z J R to save 10% off your entire order at $25 or above until 
January 1st. That code is only good until January 31st. So yeah, get yourself a heated LiPo safe and take your batteries out of your vehicle. What a bummer though, huh? To to lose a car like that. That's a lot. I mean, he was, was it a total, was it a total loss? I, I Servo, ESC, receiver, everything. I think you could save, you might be able to save the ESC. It looks like you can save the receiver. It looks like you can save the servo. And I think you can save the transponder. Okay. But um, he, he's a, kudos to those guys though that dealt with it. Hey, they, they dealt with it really calmly. Um, yes. Chris wall about a month ago had to deal with one. He lost his beard over it. Did you see that shit? That's why it's gone. Yep. Okay. Um, so what happened was Chris Wall, somebody was, okay, now this is the other end of it. Scott Jakes was using a quality charger, but I don't think he was used to it yet, and I think the charger might have malfunctioned. I, I, it's, most of the time it's not the battery. Most of the time the charger malfunctions and does something to the battery. Sure. So this guy was running he was a newer guy he was running a venom charger that was sent in it was sold to him but before it was sold to him it was sent in twice previously for malfunctioning oh wow so instead of throwing that charger away that asshole decides he's gonna make 50 bucks (laughs) i i don't care who it is you're an asshole if you're char- selling a Venom charger. The most notorious chargers for blowing shit up. Are and, they? You know what? I'm sure my inbox will fill up saying, I had a Venom charger and I've never had an issue. Well, you're one half of the crowd, okay? They're not good. Get rid of them and don't sell them. Throw them away and buy something good. Right. And my my experience with having a lipo fire, I had one at FTR yep. in the summertime. My dog was tied up to the table oh. that start that started on fire, so it was really scary. Did Lucy stay um, calm? What's that? Did Lucy stay calm or did she try dragging the table? She yeah, she was trying to run away from the table. Um can't blame her. But it everything everything turned out okay. Nothing happened to the dog. I just lost some, you know, replaceable equipment. I actually had um, a bunch of people, unbeknownst to me, started dropping off money that day. Oh, really? Because, to, to, I mean, it, it kind of crushed me on a few things. It took out, you know, the, the charger and the, the power supply. And um, I had a super, I had a beautiful, fancy uh, pit mat that yes. I got through a friend. Yes. And, you know, all customized and everything. That went down. I lost like four batteries. Um anyway. So uh, you that what, was with the what, eye charger. What happened? Do you know what happened? Well, the only thing that I can say is I know at that point it was done with its charge. So it was just sitting there. I wa- So okay. it wasn't it wasn't charging mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'd have to double check with him to confirm, but I'm almost positive that's how Ben Savico 
lost all of his stuff too and he had a massive loss that's how on his lipo fire um, and i'm pretty sure he had put stuff to charge yep and then they and then he left for you know for whatever reason he left never got back to it that evening yeah. so it was essentially done charging at that point yeah so what you know what is it about that because i've i've heard but that happened with fritz too. that happens to him that happened with fritz also sure i kind of wonder so there's on the eye charger i don't think ben had an eye charger when it happened no nope. no he didn't but on the eye charger there's a keep function and what it does is it trickle charges your battery yep. to keep it at voltage, which is fine if you're going to do it for a couple of minutes. Mine's My stuff is set up on keep, okay? Okay. But if you're gonna, I don't run that function. Are you sure? Do you know how to turn I'm it posit- off? Okay. I'm positive because I physically turned that function off got you see a lot yep. of people don't know how to turn even turn that on and off i know scott jakes knows how to turn that on and off but i don't know a lot of people who do it's a pain in the ass to get into that area but the so the common denominator in a lot of the stories that i hear is we all know not that we're not supposed to walk away from our stuff when it's charging but, that's but we all do it. all of it it is too but with Chris Wall, he burnt his face, and he lost his beard. So what happened was he thought, oh, my beard's going to be fine. But then it started coming off in, like, clumps like a nuclear disaster. Oofta. So he had to shave it. Dude yeah. It doesn't look the same. <laughs> Chris, grow your beard back. <laughs> Anyways, but, yeah, no, lipo fires, it's, I don't like charging things at home. And when I do, I'm on top of it. There are many times to where I've blankly stared at my charger until it was done. Because you know when you're done wrenching and all that, you could walk away and watch TV for a few minutes or whatever. Not sure. at home. Not. At yeah, home. I don't. Um, I don't charge at home. I don't. I don't bust my electronics out when I'm here. So. Yeah. And it's it's partly because of that because I know at some point I'm gonna get complacent. And I'm going to walk away from a battery. But the thing is, too, you know, if your battery is a little puffy, just get a new one, bring it into Batteries Plus. They recycle old batteries for free. I got a small pile of them growing that I have to do myself. Batteries are, depending on what you do, 60 to 100 bucks. How much is your house worth, your loved ones worth? All that. that was a serious fire. If you go and look at it, that that one and the hobby farm one, I didn't see yours, but I'm sure it was equal as as equally scary as those. It was it was big flames. Yes. Just just like the the video you can see at MMR. But those big flames, like I have a two tier desk. Those big flames hit my two tier desk my whole RC room's catching on fire and then it's going to spread. Yep. I mean seriously, it's it's no joke. Scary stuff. Yeah. And you know your lipo sack, it literally only buys you a minute. But it's a minute that could be used wisely to get your shit somewhere yep. safe. What it what it does buy you is an easy like usually they have a tether 
on yeah. them. A lot of them have, a lot of them are either big enough to where you can grab one corner of it and maybe even just turn around and chuck it yep. towards a door yep. to get it way over there and get it close to being out the door. Or, you know, sometimes they have a little lanyard on there so you can grab that and start running for the door. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like you said, it just buys you a little bit of time. Um, yeah, it sucks. Like, see, the reason I'm being an idiot and charging it in my car on my two-wheel drive buggy is because I made the I made the wires that go from the motor to the ESC too short. Yep. And I can't I can't get my uh, my battery flap up high enough to get my battery out. I just did the exact same thing on Friday, and what I have to do is I take my battery bar off and I take the post off on one side. I'm going to rewire it pretty quick here. I I got to get... Because when my car was all together, I was putting a motor in. The battery was in with the battery bar. I was putting a motor in. I'm like, man, there's a lot of extra slack there. Well, that extra slack was to give me room to get the motor... Or the battery out, excuse me. <laughs> and I cut all that off. So yeah. Anyways, so yeah, lipo safety people. God, I hope I'm not next. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta stay diligent, right? Like, just if you're, you know, a lot of the sedan guys, that battery's taped in. Yep. And yep. they're not gonna retape it no, every you're time right. it. You're right. Comes time to go racing, because almost every on-road racer charges with the battery in the car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he he was just he was lucky that there were a bunch of people around that know what they're doing yeah calm people yep. um yeah also well with 12 scales they're usually held in by an o-ring system which makes right. it simple yep super simple yeah you pop at least with the roche um yeah i would I'd uh, pop the shock off. Yeah, the Roche and, and the boop. CRC are similar in that facet. But yep. he he's Mr. Team Destiny, so I don't know if you taped those in or not. I'm not very familiar with the car. Sure. Um, but, yeah, also, if you have a Venom charger, throw it in the goddamn garbage. Please. <laughs> They're not good. I don't care what you paid for it. Get rid of it. Yep. Anyways, yeah. Um, another thing, people got the flu in Omaha to where one person in our state got it so bad it turned into pneumonia. If you're feeling sick, stay the f home. Yeah, you you hope that guy didn't know he was sick when I, he went to the track. I had that happen to me once last January at the New Year's Rumble. So I get there Saturday midday because Joey had a Pinewood Derby. I race. We go out that night. I wake up the next morning. I'm feeling okay. We get to the track, and it's right about open practice time, and it felt like I got hit with a ton of bricks. It was instant. There was no lead-up, no warning, whatever. That can happen, but if you were feeling sick when you went to the track, you're a dick because you got about a dozen people in Minnesota sick, and probably more than that. That's just that thread of people in Minnesota. Yeah, I had the flu. Yeah, who's going to pay for my lost wages? Alan's pregnant girlfriend got sick. Oh, bummer. Dude, pregnant women with the flu is no joke. 
That is no joke. So I hope you're listening. I hope you're aware with what you did. You, There's no way you can feel bad enough at that one. Um, let's see here. Have you noticed Tessman and Drake are selling a lot of motors on bingo sites on Facebook? I don't know what I don't know what bingo is, but um, so I don't what, really follow much of what Tessman does. He's not he's not really my no my cup of tea. He's a, he's a um, jackass. He, he's really a jackass. You don't have to say it. I will. He is. Oh, are we talking about Gord? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I don't follow his kid just because he's. Dead in never the lived outside of an RC yep. track, so he, like he doesn't have like a ton of personality or anything no, like that. So yep. I see you there. Um, and then Gord, then he Gord attached himself to Ty, so now no matter where Ty goes, Gord has to have the team manager job. So you know Ty's kind of responsible for Dad's employment too now, which right. Ooh. Macaulay That's Culkin. a heavy cross to bear. Macaulay Culkin of the RC world. Come on, didn't you catch that pun? Cross. Yeah, I know, bear. yeah. Ha ha. Religious RC family. I'm Jesus, tired. man. I'm tired, man. Is this, <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> Apparently it is, and I'm just missing shit left and right. But so I've noticed this. So the RC, remember a few months ago, I'm like, hey, we should. It would be cool to sell stuff. Let's say you have a big ticket item and you just sell tickets and have a random number generator. You thought it was cool. I, I thought, thought it sounded like a pain in the ass. Well, that's a big thing going on that I found later on. And it's sure. RC they call it sticker. They sell stickers for twenty five or thirty five bucks a piece. Sure. And they sell motor and pipe combos. But they sell a lot of them. Yeah, I didn't realize he was doing that for motors. I would I would gamble on that a few times this winter because I'm planning on building my nitro program around the new Drake motor. Yep, I have gambled on it, and I've come close, but, you know, whatever. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Do you think that's up and up with OS? Like he's... Well, it, it, well he's super visible, right? So yeah. it has to be. They must have... He must have got their blessing. Yeah for it um adam and there's there's a lot of different things that it could be i mean yeah he he could have a contract with os that gives him more product than what he actually needs okay so there's that side of it um i used to in lieu of cutting people a check yep for racing for fox i would give them more shocks than what they needed and then at the end of the year they had my blessing to sell them and pocket the money Right, right. Okay. Um, so it could be a situation like that, or or OS is just um, comfortable getting whatever amount they get from him for them motors. Okay. Cause and still like- earning some profit. Because there's, there's a huge, huge profit margin on products like that. Oh, dude, and they're getting more than what they retail for. Sure. Because let's yep. say it's a $500 motor. They'll sell twenty-two tickets for thirty dollars a piece, type sure. thing. Yep. But no, I like it. But I was just wondering if it's on the up and up with OS because they're doing two to four motors a week. Oh, really? That's it's that much. A lot. Yeah, I wonder if on that on that particular deal, like if if I can put myself. Now, nobody was doing this back when I was 
was running the athletes for Fox. But today, I would be requiring those guys to buy those shocks from me. Okay. And they wouldn't be getting as good of a deal as their racing contract. Uh. So I'd, I'd be making sure that Fox was still making some money. Good, good. Okay. It. Yeah. Because any, any sales is better than no sales. Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of curious if they both have a deal with the less, maybe. Sure. To do what they're doing. I just found it shocking at how many they were selling. It, it's not yeah. just like one every once in a while. Right. So, anyways, let's see here. Uh, TLR finally released photos of the 22X4. I mean, it looks like a really good wheeler, but it doesn't look... Did you see anything special in it? I mean, everything looks... Well, it's not special in the fact... But the only reason we say that is because all of the wheelers right now, aside from the Techno, are so close... Yeah. In their configuration. Right, right. And I haven't driven a single one of them that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the X-Ray, the Associated, and obviously Fend is just crushing it. He is. With this new low-seed prototype that he's oh, racing. Um, it looks like... Um, so oh, shit. A... What, did, what did Cav just get fired from? Yokomo. It Yokomo. looks like the Yokomo. It looks like all of them, right? So. Yeah. It'll, what that allows is the fanboys of Losi to go back now. Yes. They can go back and get the Losi that they always wanted. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they took the best out of every car. They did a little bit of their own innovation. It looks like a solid ride. Yep. I Yeah, it's new, it's you, fresh. Fend is winning races with it, so I, I guarantee they've they're doing good on pre-orders. You know what my favorite part about it is, and it's so simple, but they're the first ones to do it that um, I'm aware of. I think Techno did it, but it came with its own fan mount. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Techno does do that. Yeah, but I mean, Associated doesn't do it. Yokomo does mm-hmm. Nobody else does it. But, the dude, that's so... I mean, it's going to piss off your 3D printer guys, but it's one less thing for me to buy. Um, absolutely but the car it looks like there's got to be a center diff option because this one has a slipper right um yeah it looks like a solid ride i'm very excited to see what will happen with it locally see if anybody see if hunter holmberg will come back and run more he's tour i would think we'll see tour at some clay races hopefully sure 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 yeah yeah, I'm excited to see it. I, I told him, I, I said, hey, Hunter, you know, when are we going to see this thing at the toy box? And he said he didn't have one yet, which I understood. I'm like, hey, I understand that. I'm just saying, once you get it, we want to see it. Yeah, for sure. And we don't just want to see it at MMR, because I, I could care less about what a four-wheeler does on turf or yeah. carpet. Yep, yep. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So, I'm going to be looking at getting, uh, I'm looking at different mini truggy op, not looking, there. there's going to be, um, my VT64 is going to become my carpet vehicle, and that's all I'm willing to divulge right now. So, my next mini truggy is going to cost me a lot of money. So, yeah. 
I really won't have the money to get a Lozy, but I might find it next year because this year I was rejected from Team Associated when it sounded like I might be good to go. Dun, dun, dun. Well, did you actually get a reply? Um, I was talking closely with Craig. I talk with Craig Kruger a lot about other things, not just RC. Like we yep. talk about grappling, we talk about MMA, all that type of crap. We talk okay. about weight that's a lifting. that's a long an- that's a long yes. So you yes. did get an answer back. So Trevor Johnson was trying to look into it too, because you know the the Hins family yep. is hooked up with Associated yep. now. Trevor, okay, so maybe he doesn't have wins and titles in eighth scale. Yeah, Trevor's one of the winningest drivers in the MNRC series history. Yes. He's in the top five. He's won a ton of championships in different classes. Usually he was a two-wheel drive specialist. Yeah. He kicked ass back in the gas truck days. He's got Roar Regional titles. Like, and everybody loves him. Yeah. I just, so it, I scratch my head when apparently he didn't even get a response. So you want to know what's happening? Uh, not, not exactly what's happening. So we have guys, I'll name them because we all know them, that are higher tier drivers that are under Brett Tilkey and not Craig Kruger that are stuck on our team that doesn't, that are stuck on Team Associated that don't race. You have Chris McKenzie, you have Neil Fenice, and you have Aaron Bonner. They Probably don't... Tony Marks too, huh? Was Tony an associated driver? No, Tony Marks was Kyosho. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he just all all around disappeared. He unfriended a lot of people on Facebook and which you can't blame him because if you want to quit RC, you gotta unfriend all the people posting about RC. Right. Yeah, he just he went into career mode, right? Yeah, he went too hard. But anyways, you have these guys that don't race. Or if they do race, it's twice a year. That's not good enough. I don't know if BT listens. To, I doubt BT listens to this. But if there's an associated driver that wants to pass this message along. Chris McKenzie and Neil Fenice and Aaron Bonner. Aaron Bonner races twice a year. Other than that, the other two don't race. Is that that, that dude with the, he's like a really big strong guy? Got yeah, like big python pipes. Craig Kruger is. No, no, that's not who I'm thinking of. There's this guy that used to show up at um, Wheel Brokers once in a while, and I used to see him at MMR once in a while too, and he was just massive. No, Chris McKenzie and Neil Fenice are built like your average. Well, I, yeah, I knew it wasn't those guys. but um, Aaron anyway. Bonner looks like um, one of the Muppets, that red hair Muppet that goes, me, 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 me. That's what Aaron. <laughs> Beaker? Yeah, that well, that's what he's built like because he's been racing okay. BMX instead of RC. And you know, to be fair, I don't know if he's still sponsored by Associated, but all of his associate or all of his posts all said we are AE. All of his racing ones. Sure. So I'm guessing he still is. But Chris McKenzie races once every two years. Neil Fenice yeah. came back once. Neil Fenice, he is the nicest kid, but he went to college. He has different things happening. You know yep. what? 
those guys need to step aside and I don't deserve their level because I think they're at 75% or above. They need to step aside and let some other people on the team who truly deserve that percentage. Right. And there's and then, there's other ways to market a product yeah. than than just winning races too. Like right. you and I we're we're very active in our communities. Right, right. But also though make room for entry level spots for ambassadors like Trevor and I. Right. And me. And you. Put me in there too. Yes. Drop me you. in the bucket. Cuz you know what? Now I'm going to have to pay full retail for what I'm going to do next, which right. I can't talk about yet, but I really want to. And that's, I want a tire deal. I kind of did. But, dude, I'm telling you, so for A-scale, man, you got to try the sweep. Yeah, that's actually um, that's a good segue, actually. We're going to roll into Connor's questions. Real quick, real quick. Um, I, I didn't add this into the notes. Um, but the toy box is having a vintage race January 18th. The cars need to be pre-1996, 17.5 motors, and two-cell batteries. So Glut, Gluttons for punishment. I'm looking at a double X right now. <laughs> a lot of guys will start, not a lot will finish. <laughs> well, I know how to make those cars work well. Sure. So... A lot of guys. You know, how to, you know how to crash now, too, though. Can you remember back to the days where you had to baby the car? You had to. you crash, and that arm would break every single time. I broke so many arms on RC-10Ts and the RC-10 Worlds cars. And, you know, it was just common occurrence. But anyway, so let's get into Connor's questions, and then let's yeah. get into listener questions, and then let's get out of here. One of them is about sweep tires, so that's what grabbed me there. His question is, and this is coming from Connor Ehlers, our guest from earlier tonight. Yep. Is Joe willing to privateer a sweep-like tire to help prove the tire? I have. Right, but you kind of, you you got them from a team driver yep, kind of thing. I did get a set for free, and the deal yep. was, if I didn't like them... I would give the tire back and just not mention it on here. That. There you go, Connor. There's but, your answer but, for that. Connor, I was okay. Here's the deal with sweep, and this is kind of why I like sweep, but I'm still not going to do it. So sweep will so sweep tires cost half as much as the other. It's twenty four ninety five for a set of four. You can get a non exclusive deal. For 30% off of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to still. And I still might. But, dude, 25 bucks for a set of four tires is so cheap. That's wicked cheap. And that's their full retail. That's what you pay. See, when I was looking up sweep tires, I'm like, oh, these guys cost the same as Proline and J-Con. This isn't any cheaper. And then I looked at at the fine print that said count four <laughs> yep. it's like oh yeah but i will be running them but i'll also still be running i have so many proline tires i have a yep. 40 gallon tote full of proline tires where half of them are new 
Next question from Connor is, who can help with connecting my Xbox One controller to my RC car? Well, not me. Brian Post. No, Brian no. Post. Brian Post knows how to do it the other way. Brian Post knows how to hook your transmitter up to your Xbox. Oh, okay. Um, using the VRC connection, but not the other. But I know exactly what he means, and f- I want to say FlySky came out with the Xbox-like controller. Really? I believe so. One of those right. Chinese companies did. I mean, they're all Chinese, but some are shittier Chinese than others. Well, how about that? I didn't think we were going to have an answer for that. Moving along. Do you think there's a local race promoter interested in running an RC race alongside a motocross race in this state? For a guy like me, if I had seen a bunch of grown dudes racing these sooner, I would have jumped on board. Well, that's what JQ's trying to do with the RCGP series. I don't know if he's going to get it done this year. I mean, that's really hard to do. We were going to run local club races side-by-side at ERX with the beater cross. And I know it's not the same thing. It's not the same level, but kind of the same idea. But that idea, the guy who had that idea got fired from Playsteads when Playsteads owned ERX. I don't. Yep. I believe a lottery owner owns it now. Well, they. St- pl- I think Plysteads are still in it. Okay, okay. In some capacity, but yeah, the the Carlson family owns most of ERX, which they were partners with the Plysteads. Gotcha. But the guy who was organizing the RC stuff got fired, and then it all just kind of disappeared. Um, it would be really cool to have it side by side with that torque race. Right. Dude. Yeah, I- that would be good. Uh, I think Dale's, have, Dale's I, motocross races would be good, but Connor never would have seen it at Dale's because um, he's got a beef with that family, so he doesn't race at no, their tracks. I, I get it, I get it. And um, Dale, the best he's ever... I, I know you can't really have a race when we're having a race, but he's had pra- held practices when we have a race going on, and a good... Ma- Sorry, I'm coughing. A good majority of the um, of the motocross racers came in and just watched us instead of practicing. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. That's and so um, Connor has something it, there. Yep. And what? So we would we would need to start at the dome a little later in the season yep. to make that happen, and end at the dome a little earlier in the season, but. Mm-hmm. Because they're not, they're not traditionally running moto practice in October still, unless you have an unseasonably warm fall. Right, but right. And things anyway. like um, heydays helped out a ton too. Connor was yep. there. Yeah, gotta gotta keep banging away on that one too for sure. Yeah. Anyways, any more of his? Oh yeah. Okay. Does Spencer Rivkin have the ability to grow the hobby in today's day and age? He seems very Ryan Dungey like to a guy that doesn't follow RC racing much. Um No. No. The problem is he's decent, but he doesn't he doesn't have He's doing social media properly. He's doing YouTube video walkthroughs properly. He's doing it okay, but, but he's like, he's it's not, like we always talk about. He's not, he's not that interesting. He's not, you know? he's exactly. a young person with no life experience. He's not as likable as Ryan Lutz. Ryan right. Lutz might not be the best. He's a top racer for sure, but he might not be the best. 
but he is by far the biggest star in RC right now. Yep. And you could argue for some European racers, but guess what? Unless you're European, you don't give a shit about European racing. He's worked very hard at it, too. He's invested a lot of time into his social media presence. Right, and those GoPro videos he's running, they're yep. so big, so yep. big. Yeah, but, so good for the people that support him. That's awesome. Yeah. But Spencer doesn't uh, oh, this do anything one's good. wrong. I like this one. Go for it. Yeah, let's move on. We we got that one. We're yeah. good. What is your favorite RC-related tool? Yes, just one. Yesterday it was my Hitachi driver. <laughs> is it always that, though? Is that your favorite RC tool? When I'm not in a rush, totally rebuilding the front end of Joe 3's car, my favorite tool is my Techno Shock Shaft Multi-Tool. Okay. I use that thing for everything. What about you? My favorite is, it's not technically an RC tool, but it is my favorite tool that I use at the track. It's my Bosch Impact wrench. Yes. And I use that to bust my wheel nuts off real quick. I do not use it to put them back on. <laughs> I was going to say, get a little <laughs> for, serrated, for washing tires, it, it saves me at least a minute, if not longer. And yep. some days that matters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when you're running two classes and there's eight heats that you need every second you can get. Right. So. Moving on, what is the general consensus of the toy box keeping the track watered? I don't know what the consensus is. Um, I've raced there once this year, and the grip wasn't as high as last year. And okay. I, I don't know why. They did not water that whole day. I haven't had an issue with grip. I I have noticed that my tires do last longer yep. this year. Okay. And I've I've had a couple days where there was enough. He he did a lot of moisture over the summer. Yes. And into the fall. Okay. And you could tell to start the season. You could tell that the track was holding moisture longer. He, I had one race when I went there this year where he didn't keep up with it. Yep. And you could you could tell that it dried out again. And then obviously you're you're wearing down your tires faster. Yeah. That's it's that's the the ultimate give and take, right? It's yeah. like which one do you want? Because you can't have both. You can either have monster grip and high tire wear, or you can have a little less grip and a little less tire wear. How much less grip though? I mean, I'm not struggling. I I'm not struggling whatsoever. I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I was struggling. I'm super happy with the surface. I was struggling, but the thing was, my truggy tires again were oversauced, and my buggy tires were from last year, and the foams were rock hard in them. So I'm gonna go there with fresh tires and see what's up. I'm hoping. Yeah. So next week I have a friend that is getting an MMA fight at Canterbury Downs. I'm going to see when he's up, and then I'm going to try to race and then go straight from the track to Canterbury. Sure. So. Uh, everybody I talk to is happy with their experience at the Toy Box this winter. Yeah. So When I went there, it was great. Um, did you notice, though, some of the spots that stay wet when you're out there marshalling? It's, like, slimy. And this was at the 510 also. 
Uh, it, it's yep. clay. Yeah, I noticed. Yep. Yeah, it's some spots are really spongy. It feels like you're sinking in, and then some spots are like super slimy. With guys like Seth, Kyle, and Clayton dabbling into two-wheel drive short course locally, will we see a rise in numbers for that class again? Oh, if we do, it'll be locally. Yep. And I don't know, man. I mean, it's so hard. Because there's, it's a love or hate. You either love that class or you hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. The thing that I like about it for those specific guys, because Connor was going to get, or Connor did get one too, before he knew that he was going to be gone all winter, yeah. is you can you can race each other really hard in that class. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what short course is all about, right? It's not an open-wheeled buggy so they can touch, and it's not an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool. I, I like that. I'm not a huge fan of the class in general, but I like that it is running at the toy box. Yep. It's another class where a sportsman level guy can dip his toes into a class other than sportsman mm-hmm. because a lot of them are turned off by two wheel drive stock buggy. And I can't blame them because if you look at the lineup of drivers that was at the toy box in stock buggy this weekend, yep, it was bad fast. The, in, the entire a main was stacked with dudes that probably would have beat us at the five ten yesterday. Yeah, for sure. So, it and I get it. <laughs> so I hear, you know, Seth has been doing a couple things here and there to challenge himself, and I hear he wants to run a slash against those guys. He should. He should try it. Why not? Yep. I yeah, mean, it'd be a good advertisement for slash sales, if, too. If he doesn't do well with it, well, who gives a shit because it's a slash? <laughs> yep. The question is, yeah. will he leave stock tires on there? <laughs> uh yeah, you're right though. It's not I don't think it's going to change the fact that the class is dead. It will it will only pump numbers up for as long as they stay interested in it. But whatever they have to do to spice things up and keep having fun with it, I'm all for it because right. we're we're pretty stuck on stock buggy and stock wheeler. And mm-hmm. it's it's like 3 years now and it, it's starting to get kind of stagnant. I I don't personally want anything to do with the stock wheeler class. So, yeah. yeah, if I didn't have two vehicles, I probably would have built a two-wheel drive short course after my first time going to the toy box this year, and some guys were having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I but, mean, yeah, they're a pain in the ass, man. They didn't, they don't handle, like, a two-wheel drive buggy. No. I, and the tires are more expensive, and the setup is critical. Yeah, I, I can't say I ever liked it. I had one. I can't say I ever liked it. Sure. All right. Connor's a bit of a comedian. His last question for us is, of all the many accomplishments in your life, he's talking to me, where does this past weekend's two-wheel drive stock win land? <sighs> it's pretty far down the list. It should I'm, be. I'm, I'm very happy. That I that I had a successful weekend of racing, but it big, it is not big it's not trophies. lost on me that I was not racing the toughest competition in the state, and right. I know that, but I also can't control that. Right. I have no control over who shows up for a race, 
So I'm never going to feel bad about winning a race. No. no it was no. good. But as far as uh, life accomplishments, it's pretty far down there. Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. I found a quarter once that I was probably more ex- No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. I was really happy to win this weekend. It, it feels good, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't beat the best of the best, it feels good to win a race. And that's part of the feeling that we all chase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. All right. Should we get into fan questions? Let's do it. All right. I was. Just... Are they fans or are they listeners? Listeners. I think, sorry. I think a distinction should be made yes, there. Yes. Listener question. I don't I, know if they're fans I, or not. I was just Facebook stalking people, see when their last. Um, because that really sticks bad with me when people are sponsored highly and they don't race. And I was Facebook stalking somebody, and the last time they even mentioned racing was last January. <laughs> okay Jason Chenard I got him to buy a B6 DL, B6.1 DL I let him run a pack through mine uh, yesterday and he just loved it he was running a rent-a-ride which was good but not as good as my car <laughs> <laughs> but Jason goes what does punching foams mean and what's the best way to do it so, you might have a different method, Ryan, but what I like to do is I like to turn the tire inside out, and I had to ask Kyle last week how many holes he's doing per flute. Kyle is punching two holes per flute. That's the re- the raised rectangle piece on the foam. Um, I like to use a leather punch, or what you'd use to punch holes in your tire when they're off the rim. Do you like to do any of that? I do. If you want to go on about your opinion for a second, I'm going to step away for about 30 seconds and grab one of my foams. Okay. So that I give you accurate info of what I'm doing. So I'm stepping away right now. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, you can get a leather punch at Menards for like $5.99. And, you know, they do wear out. I'm on my third one. I buy one every year. So... What are you on? Your my, third what? My third uh, leather punch in three years. I buy one every. Oh year. yeah, them things are great. There's yeah. there's so many good uses for it in RC. Um, so with front two wheel drive foams, I I do one punch per. What did you call it? They're called uh, flutes. Um, okay, for, for so the per front, flute for the front, Kyle does every other, but you can do one every hole for sure. Yep, I do one per. In the front, in the rear, I do two, one, two. Okay. So I my holes are alternating in pattern. It's the it's two on the outside, one in the middle, two on the outside, one in the middle, and that kind of mimics like stud patterns for for snowmobile tracks. Just for a reference, for some people, if you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Damn, I'm gonna have to try that. That's kind of what I do. Yeah. And the reason I do that is, um. I will agree with you that this method isn't as good as breaking in a no. set of foams. It helps. I don't so have much. the I don't have the patience to run a set of tires and foams that aren't good, which are, you know, if you just put them in their stock yep. for your first tire yeah. and then they're good once they're broken in for the second. I don't have the patience for that. So I just punch every foam and I usually only use the foam once. Yep. I'll put it in Next time I go to do a tire and a rim, I'll put it in and see if it's not too worn out. 
Okay. And then I'll use it again, but usually they're a little too worn out to use them the second time. Right, right. It's, I mean, yeah, just punch holes. You're right. My tires were ready. My tires felt really good after two runs. On the truck, they were good immediately, but the mini truggy breaks in tires. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't punch mini truggy. Yeah, I should yeah, be clear there. In mini truggy, yeah. I don't punch my phone. Mini truggy, yeah, I don't either. But I believe he's talking buggy. So yeah, you don't need to. Them, them stadium truck positrons are so good. Dude, you gotta try. And I told Senior the Senior wouldn't try him because he's like, I already have tires. I'm tired of spending money. I'm like, let me put these tires on your truck at the end of the day. He's like, no. It's like, come on. He's <laughs> like, I don't want to have to buy anything. I'm like, Dad, it's like cheating. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, Chris Bangle goes, State of RC currently in Minnesota. Is there enough racers to support so many options? I know Saturday alone, I think I could have went to about five or six different tracks locally. I know LSRCC had an extremely low turnout. If people get out to the track and actually race, like I cannot race every weekend. I try to race three weeks out of a month, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, if people stop being such clicky bitches and race where they want to race. Yep. Um, it'll, I mean, if there is a problem, it will take care of itself over time. You're right. And you know, LSRCC, it's, dude, it's mostly a 12 scale crowd. And I'll harp on this again. Spec tires suck so bad. I I mean they, the car works well on on a set of spec tires, but it's only good for a run, and then they're too sticky, and then you have to cut a new set because you should have only ran one run instead of two runs on that tire. Oh wait, did you chip a little glue? That glue wall you need three layers, and then you gotta smooth it with a little emery board, make it nice and smooth, and no spec tires. Is killing 12 scale. We don't all have to be the same. It's horrible. Yep. But besides yeah, I agree that, because it, it doesn't take very long for somebody to figure out what the best tire is for a certain track, and they'll share that information. Yeah. Because we get, I, you probably get it all the time too. I, I get people asking me, hey, what if they're not a regular at the 510? And I used to go there a ton. Hey, what tires work up there? Oh, this, that, and the other. Like, we don't hide that info. Right, and I always get the question, like, will this old tire, will will this barcode work, or will this electron work? I'm like, it'll work, but it won't be top-notch. You you be honest with people. Yep. But that's just Duluth, because Duluth is a heavy 12-scale crowd. And he's right, there are a lot of options to race. I... (laughs) I'm hoping that this holiday season, Dollar Hobbies converts some of their holiday shoppers. Right. So they right. get they get a look at the track. They come in and either you know want to try on road or off road. I, I hope that works for them. That I really want that place to work. I bet you, especially because it's attached to a brick and mortar store. So Dollar Hobbies, I bet you it'll be still the same, same week classes 
for let's say mini truggy and slash and stuff like that but i bet you'll they'll bring in 30 to 40 stock buggies that'd be nice i bet you it's the most fun car to race on a carpet surface i think the mini truggy's pretty fun and the more i get that thing set up for carpet dude it's fun it really is i just always my big thing that i always want to push is i like when races have really heavy heats of one class right right i'd I'd really like this weekend i i'm not a fan of when there's nine classes and there's just enough people to run one main Mm -hmm. i I know exactly what i'd I'd way rather there was three classes and we had a c main in some and b main in others yeah Oh, for sure, for sure. It keeps you healthier on marshalling. It makes it way easier for the race director to get rid of back-to-backs. Yep. It's just, yeah, everything's easier when you have multiples of one class. And you know what's nice about dollar hobbies? And kind it's kind of like this way with the 510 layout. Horsepower isn't very important. Correct. Um. Just because your sections are so small, you really can't wind things up. Yep. It's like the second you start winding it up, you have to break, hit a corner. And you saw that when you looked at lap times, didn't you? Yeah. And, you know, I, like, down that back straight at the 510, I did walk down some people. But that was just a straightaway. The straightaway doesn't matter that much. Yep. And then they had the same corner speed through the sweeper and into that first double it's they're building correct layouts to where the motor game isn't as big of a deal yep all right man it's getting late um we got two more questions and then we got to get out of here yeah we're having a good run tonight yeah we are uh, John Shore, will Junior leave the driver's stand if he looks over and sees I'm raving with the new Fly Sky Noble radio? <laughs> he says, P.S., I'm still running the Yokomo, but I did add a B-74 to the Johnny Shore fleet. Um, so the problem with the Fly Sky radio, I don't know if you know the problems with them, do you? Well, they're slow, aren't they? Besides that, do you know the problems with them? Nope. Go ahead. So the Fly Sky Radio, they have what you call a dirty signal. So they will, like, your normal radio will turn on, and it will lock out that channel. And then the next radio will turn on and lock out the channel next to it, and so on and so forth. Well, what the Fly Sky does is it turns on and it wedges itself between those two channels and it bounces off of them and it glitches both radios. So that's what a dirty signal is called. Um, They have been banned at a lot of tracks and a lot of series. But I will also say this. They bounced off one Sanwa radio that I've known in the past, but they, in general, only picked on Spectrum radios. So go for it, because I don't run that garbage. <laughs> so, 
Um, B74 for John. Do you think he's running turf or clay with that? Turf. Why? Because John's turf. Ugh. I mean, he. I bet. I bet you he don't should. need. I don't get it. <laughs> you don't need a four-wheel drive on carpet or turf. I. I bet he shows up at at the toy box or something. But um, you know the mini truggy takes away the crappiness of the four-wheel drive on the turf, and it makes four-wheel drive fun. It really yeah. does. Four-wheel buggy on turf and carpet does suck. But that mini truggy on the carpet was good. All right, one last one from Hesh. Onboard batteries versus bullets. Where, when, and why? Ugh, bullets 100% of the time just because that's where the better battery technology is. What do you think? Yeah, same. Yeah. It's no good battery manufacturer is making batteries with Dean's connectors anymore. But I will say, um, if I was to run an e-buggy again, I'd probably put uh, an EC5 or 6 or 4, yeah, or whatever one of the bigger ones is. I trust those ones the most. Um, they're doing bullets now. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I think the technology's there, because the original the earlier bullet packs for a scale were a little shady they're pretty good now yeah man that's probably what it was too is i'm searching back in my memory banks like four years ago when i had bullets and i i didn't uh i can't connect the two absolutely but i was puffing packs and i it just didn't work well i didn't think right right all right well we've almost gone for two hours I'd say that's a how good about show. it. That was a good show. Big thanks. Took us to, a while to run out. Yeah, big thanks we, to we Connor Ayler. We had so much talent today. Yeah, I know. Big thanks for Connor Ayler's coming on the program. Go to donathanrc.com. Save ten percent off at checkout with all orders over twenty-five dollars. Use the coupon code J O E Z J R, and. We've ran out of talent. We'll see you next time, maybe.